The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. Good day, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers are in the house, and anybody else I may have missed, to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution, not just who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S.-occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns about it. Hold to the book, the Bible. As the authoritative word of God, glad that you guys have joined us this morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so. SonsOfLibertyRadio.com and also SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right. You can see the face that's made for radio. Head over to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com and there you're going to see two videos at the top of the page. The one on the left side of the page is Bradley's show from yesterday. Uh, you can catch that up until 3 p.m. Eastern today. At which time he'll be live in that area. On the right side of the page is where we're at. Click on the play button, blow it up on whatever device you've got there, and look for the Rumble icon, bottom right-hand corner. Click on that, and you can join us in the chat on Rumble. Lots of friends over there this morning. Good morning, you guys. Good to see you. And, uh, yeah, while you're over there, please subscribe to the channel. The channel is Sons of Liberty Radio Live. If you want to go there direct, go to Rumble, and then put in the search Sons of Liberty Radio Live as one word, and you should be good to go. And uh, be sure to subscribe there. So uh, we're also streaming live to BeforeIt'sNews.com, top of the page over there. And we appreciate uh, Michael Roach and his team giving us a spot on their platform. Over at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, though, right up under where we're streaming live, sign up for our email newsletter. You get that once a day, usually in the evening. All the articles we have for the day, including the morning show archive. So everything we have, all the links and all that stuff will be in that archive this morning, should you want to get to it, it might be this afternoon, depending on how uh, busy my morning gets, but uh, you'll find it at sonsoflibertymedia.com, okay? And then finally, if you'd like to help keep us out there doing the things we're doing on radio, uh, internet, and then among the people teaching our Christian constitutional heritage, there's a donate button at the top of the page of sonsoflibertymedia.com. You can click on that, make a one-time donation, or you can partner with us monthly as a son or daughter of liberty and uh, guys, we do appreciate your support very much. Okay, we've got a special guest this morning. Um, I need to find where I've got so many. I had so many windows open here, but I couldn't find where I needed to go. Uh, but what we ha- who we have is we have uh, Nick Glostrom, a science historian at University College London for 15 years. Nowadays known for conspiracy theory research on government false flag operations. His book, Terror on the Tube, is more or less the only book on the subject of what happened on July the 7th, 2005. He had a key role in cracking the story uh, of the London bombing. By the way, uh, he also puts out this paper. He was kind enough to send this to me me through Kate, uh, The Light. And you can, I'll I'll let him tell you about that. I meant to pull this one up. Yeah, you can find it at thelightpaper.co.uk. And this is the book, and we're going to have that up in just a bit. And um, let me get this stuff out of the way so, so I can unmute people and stuff like that. So uh, it's my privilege to welcome to the Sons of Liberty, Nick Collerson. Uh, good to have you, man. Hi there, Tim. Yeah, it's a privilege to be on your show. Yeah, well, it's it's great to have you on. Uh, I think you were enjoying a little bit of the uh, of the intro music there. You seem like you were really into that. And I, this Definitely, guy, yeah, yeah, this yeah. I'm going to tell you that guy. He's got such a range on him. Uh, I've turned some people onto that guy, and he's just great. But that song he released it around 
you know, Passover time and stuff. So he released that then and it was uh, it was just incredible. So I love to play that. I try to play it at least once a week, but we're not here to talk about that. Uh, we're here to talk about this this book you've got. And now this is an anniversary here. We're almost 20 years mm-hmm. in for you guys. We're more than 20 years for the people in the states of 9-11. But yeah. for people who may not remember or may not even mm-hmm. be familiar with what is 7-7? They know what 9-11 is. What is 7-7 for you guys there in England? Well, Tim, uh, on 9-11, you had a, a great uh, fabricated event in which blame was falsely cast upon Muslims, okay? Without going to who, who did it, let's say the hidden hand perpetrated that event, and uh, it, it was the start of an attack upon a whole lot of Islamic nations, okay? They were given a list of seven Islamic nations that had to be bombed, uh, and as a consequence of 9-11. Now, that new enemy image, if you remember 10 years before that, the enemy image had been the, the wicked communists, right? That was what American bases were doing all around the world, fighting communism. So we had a, a creation of a new enemy image to hate and fear, which hardly really existed in a military sense as a threat to America, but that was the new enemy. And July the 7th was when that was brought over, Al-Qaeda, that's what they call it then, Al-Qaeda, that enemy image was brought over to Europe, and we had a whole series of fabricated terror events in Europe blaming Muslims. The year before the London bombing, it was in Madrid. There was a Madrid station uh, terror bombing, which was then falsely blamed on Muslims. A whole lot of Muslims were put in jail, uh, and uh, a whole lot of people really died in that train, train blast. And likewise, in London, a whole lot of people, 52 people, really died uh, in the uh, terrible events of that of that day. So uh, it was a new genre that was shattering for the British people because it, because it was new. State fabricated terror. You, you, you might have thought you could trust your government. You know, you might have thought you could believe what they tell you. And that same day, Tony Blair told everyone. This is an Islamic terror crime. He says, we know who did it. So that was what came to be called the War on Terror was uh, a a series, a whole series of huge fabricated events in which somehow governments were complicit, the police were complicit, the media are complicit. So it's a very strange new reality of this 21st century that events can be created. uh, And what for? What for? Well, that's a very deep question. The people have to live in fear. We get bogus, horrible, pointless wars. And these fabricated terror events serve to ratify it in the minds of ordinary people. So you have the image of four Muslim terrorists uh, doing this event in London, uh, uh, perpetrating, uh, wanting to blow up uh, trains and a bus in London. These are actually four quite apolitical young men who are. Uh, you know, they had nothing much, nothing against their country. There were no animus of, of rage against Britain. They were quite happy, four young men, uh, and they were somehow inveigled into collaborating with it. They thought it was some sort of drill, you know. Um, as I'm sure you're familiar, Tim, uh, a fabricated event, state fabricated terror, often or usually has a drill that is happening. Yep. And the drill then goes live. Yeah, we have we have uh, that happen here quite a bit. Uh, when you see these mass shootings on television, you can usually go and find out within the week, if not that very day, they're having a you know te- a, a training exercise that mirrors exactly what's going on. I understand this is kind of the same thing. Nine eleven was the same thing. They were doing a training yeah. exercise that day that mirrored the very thing that they were doing. And so yeah. they thought lots well, of them. You had lots and lots of yeah, drills going on absolutely. around there. Yeah. 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 Uh, so uh, so what I what I get from you is when you're talking about, you know, it was the communist, now it's the Islamist. And I know that was the portrayal there in Germany as well. It was the it was the socialist, the national socialist you know, warning against the communists and all. And I, to me, it smacks of the whole thing of a 1984, you know, where your, your, your ally is your enemy and then your enemy is your ally. And of course, we were, we were in Afghanistan in the 80s befriending the Afghanis, right? And, and Osama bin Laden uh, there to, against the Russians. And then all of a sudden, 
now these guys are our enemies. And so it's, I, I see the ploy, but it's a little, it's a, it's the same, but it's a little different there in England, right? Well, I think in this 21st century, the, the fabricated illusory reality can be mocked up much better than it could in, in, in the last century. The, the image of, uh, of, uh, of, of, of terrorists and, and, uh, that they want to destroy the country or whatever uh, that, that somehow can be done with terrible efficiency and uh we, we've had a whole sequence now which I, I would suggest came to an end a few years ago uh, 2017 um we no longer had the big spectacular fabricated terror of events that i mean we could go into some detail right across europe france belgium spain that they had these fabricated terror events in order to get the people okay for bombing Muslim countries. This is the this is the terrible story which I think we need to bring out. If we ever want a culture of peace to exist, then we need groups of people, whatever you want to call them, ministers of peace, who can see through these constructed events and deconstruct them and understand that if you've got a real enemy, the real enemies are those people who are constructing these fabricated terror events. Mm. Uh, you know, like, say, 9-11, who really did it? Uh, 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 this is a kind of dark secret. And no politician will go there. No politician will discuss the possibility that these are fabricated events. Uh, you know, uh, you're just not allowed to do that. I okay. mean, Donald, Donald Trump said he would. When he said, "I'll find out who really brought what really brought the terrorists." Yeah, but down. well, he promised he us. Didn't. Yeah, he promised us a lot of stuff. We're uh, most of us here uh, who listen to Sons of Liberty, and at least the guys who host it uh, know that uh, Donald Trump said a lot of stuff and then didn't do. Uh, but but nevertheless, can you tell people who didn't know what happened that day? What was the official story that came out? And let's break it down a little bit as to some yeah. of the information you've got, because you break apart right. video footage and all kinds of other things to show. What right. exactly happened that day and what was the official what is, narrative? What exactly happened that day was that uh, three lads from Leeds, which is a, little a town in north, north of England, uh, were allegedly got up very early in the morning and they allegedly had backpacks full of explosives, some sort of bombs. And they then uh, drove down to a station at a place called Luton, and they parked their cars there, and they got on a train, a 740 train, uh, and they then turn up at King's Cross, and then meet a fourth person at, at that Luton station. Four of them come up to London, and uh, three of them get on trains with their backpack. They're all supposed to be suicide bombers, and the fourth one gets onto a bus, and they'll blow them up. And the first explosion starts at 11 minutes to nine, which you recognize is kind of 9 signature. Yep. Uh, 11 minutes to nine, the first first coach blows up, dreadful explosions, and the police then alert, uh, uh, alert Londoners, there's been a ter terrorist attack, and all of L London sort of comes to a standstill, and um, question is what then happens? Uh, and and th that is... Uh, and then a whole lot of people are really, really dead and wounded. Um, and and, and uh, that is then the beginning of, of, of the event. So uh, th this country is, has to be totally committed to the event because of all the terrible deaths. You can't have any equivocation about it. Um, there can't be any. So those four, what, what I then discovered happened was that the train they would catch, they caught, had been cancelled. It wasn't on. So those three lads, there were just three of them, they arrived in London too late. All the trains were cancelled that day. That was that was the that was the flaw in the perfect crime. Okay, the, the, the government had planned this event. The terrorists, the, the young lads were going to turn up. They thought what they thought they were doing was taking part in a terror in a drill, uh, and they've been told it's all quite uh, quite fun. And they like the excitement of coming up to London for the day. That's what they thought they were doing, right? And, and it's fairly clear. And uh, now, did they think but, they were taking part in a terror drill? Is that what they thought? Well, something like some sort of terror okay. rehearsal. Okay. Something like that. Yeah. Gotcha. They they've been persuaded, probably by a guy called Peter Power, that um, uh, that that uh, it was all quite exciting. It'd be a nice day out, and so on. So. 
they came up to London, they arrived too late at King's Cross, and when they arrived, the bombs had already gone off, and there was terrific chaos, because as well as the chaos, there's always also a terror drill going on, and various people in bandages and so on, part of a, the terror drill rehearsal that was going on, and as well as terrified uh, rush hour people coming out of the undergrounds where the explosions had happened. So these young lads arrived too late. That's the crux of the matter. And the government couldn't call off the event. It still had to go ahead. But um, there were no suicide bombers where they were supposed to be. So the, the uh, coaches were programmed to blow up. However, they did blow up and the bus blew up. Um, but the young men weren't on, the, on them as they were supposed to be. So that was the kind of flaw in, in the perfect crime. Uh, what happened, those, those lads panicked and they went off to a place where they thought they'd be uh, safe. They didn't know London very well um, and, and um, Canary Wharf. And, and they there got shot down by security agents and, and killed. They killed about 11 o'clock in the morning. And once they were dead, the whole government narrative could un then unroll. Can I let me ask a question about that because this is this is kind of the the parts where where it amazes me. How long or what? How long was it before they identified these guys and then went and and shot and killed them? I mean, you know, we we see like we go back to JFK assassination. We find Lee Harvey Oswald's on there real quick out in the news. Yeah, uh, yeah. we see this with nine eleven. We had you know, the terrorist pictures up very quickly and al already this massive background on them and stuff like that. How long was it before these guys were identified and then they were shot? It was, oh, first of all, they were shot by the, by the, um, well, the secret police agents. Uh, and, and, and the country was then told there was a terror event, a terror alert and so on. Uh, but they had to claim that they were then searching, trying to find out who had done it. And there was a big police operation, and it took them several days. They, uh, it took them four or five days to, to track up to Leeds and claim they knew who those lads were uh, and, 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 and find them. Yeah. Um, I mean, later that day, they announced this is a, a, an Islamic crime. Uh, and uh, so, so it didn't happen immediately that they na named the the four lads, right? Okay. So, with that said, how was this used to go and invade other countries? Because, I mean, at least with nine eleven, with the official narrative, you've got you know this tie that they say money's coming through Afghan Afghanistan, which I find interesting because the majority of the alleged you know, hijackers were from Saudi Arabia. Uh, we've got all kinds of special little, you know, handshakes and money deals and everything else right, and arms deals right. that we're doing with them. We we never we never went over there and attacked them. We never did anything to them. And yet those that's where those guys were allegedly from. And of course we've had reports where some of those guys were found alive uh, you know, years or months after uh nine eleven as well. So that's why I asked that kind of question. How right. would this how would this some guys in London there, how would this drive London to say, hey, we need to do what Wesley Clark was warning about about nine eleven and we need to start going invading these these Islamic countries. How does that happen? Yeah. Well the obviously the war against Iraq was already happening then, wasn't it? The dreadful attack upon Iraq. Yes. Yep. Uh, and so this this ratified basically it made sure that in everyone's mind Islamic was linked with terrorist, Islamic terrorists. Uh, and uh, so we had a whole sequence of these dreadful events for the various, uh, and uh, uh, soon after, a few years after that, there was an attack on Syria, wasn't there? Uh, and and, and um, yep. Libya, Libya, there were various countries that, that had to be attacked or that they wanted to attack, or how do you think? The Yemen. Yemen, yeah. Uh, and... and uh, they're all kind of brown-skinned Islamic nations, and so they needed uh, they needed this image of, of Islamic terror. Uh, and uh, uh, what happened? I may look at the the whole development. So this is the major major event in our century. The way state-fabricated terror has been used. Uh, later on, you you didn't have real deaths. You had actors and dummies. And I think in America you saw this with Sandy Hook uh, uh, and so forth. Uh, with uh, where, where you didn't have 
real blood and real deaths uh, because that is that is in a way much more difficult and you have families liable to pursue you the rest of your rest of forever uh in for around about 2012 there was a change in european fabricated terror events that uh it could be done just with actors and dummies but uh and a lot of people think that all all government events were like that so let me stress that these early events were real blood and and and, and deaths you know real real horror uh, and uh once that had been got into the public mind the idea that muslims somehow do that then they could somehow keep going with the more um just actors yeah okay all right now how as they portrayed this what were the steps in bringing england not only into a war but also bringing them under this sort of orwellian surveillance state kind of like what we've had that that came out of the unpatriot act as i call it with the treasonous act yeah, yeah. Uh, well, we had a, a, absolutely massive proliferation of mm. uh, these street cameras everywhere uh all over the place uh and uh by the way, it's, it's a standard feature of, uh, of sta a universal feature of state fabric of terror that these cameras are not working when the actual event happens. Yeah, that that's how it works, uh, isn't it? It's like yeah, Jeffrey uh, Epstein didn't kill himself, did he? And the cameras were out and the guards were asleep. Yeah, we know. Yeah, uh, whoops, what happened? Fancy that, they're not working. Um, uh, and uh, they, they could never show credible pictures of these four lads in the underground. That was one of the main uh, main weaknesses in the government case. They, they just couldn't show uh, CCTV that looked like uh, these these lads were really there, and uh, they, they'd obviously had to fabricate the CCTV in some way, and they were rather shy about doing that. Um, partly because, as I said, the, the, the time the, the timing of the event went wrong. The, the lads who are supposed to be the it's uh, called the, the, the patsies. Yeah, and you up. you kind of cover that in your book. You you've got a whole thing where you're you're showing. I'm just showing people on the video platform. Just one of the pages here uh, right. that you've got, and and you've got uh, you've got a lot more information in there where you're demonstrating this stuff. So it's not like I mean, you're trying to take the evidence and put it together to show people. Look, this is not what you were told it was. And yeah. there's been some people who've done a number of works uh, on 9/11 that way too. So what do you yeah. think? In the end, as to what goes on with this, what do you think the ultimate goal was? Was it to invade Islamic countries or was it to bring control and and use fear, a fear tactic to control the people or a bit of both? Both of that, yeah. Global yeah. world domination, I'm afraid. I sort of sound conspiratorial, but th th there is a hidden hand and it wants the people to live in fear and it needs, in this century, eternal war. Uh, the US and UK are the two most evil countries in the sense that they create the reasons for war and bomb other countries and start wars that that is the horror that that, that uh we live in and it's why you perhaps shouldn't pay your taxes um uh, uh that uh the government is dedicated to war uh, uh, and can you imagine your country living in peace without attacking other nations mm, i'd know? like to we'd like to yeah so so that is the terrible reality uh, and the fabrication of these events uh may be a british speciality i mean some people think centuries ago we had the gunpowder plot uh, and that was a fabricated event in order to justify war and demonize then it back then it was demonizing the catholics uh, and uh i I, th I think now in this new century the terrible reality is that uh for whatever reason uh the undermining of islamic countries was desired some people think it's is israel was making all that happen and and uh for them to be bombed and demonized these events were necessary and, and by the way that there tends to be a hidden israeli hand in these events just as i think there was just as there clearly was in the 9-11 events um but uh, in terms of what is more evident is the us and uk collaborate together their intelligence services are closely connected and i'm sorry to say that and that does involve making these terror events happen that is on their agenda well Mossad Mossad has been involved with mi6 too as well as the the cia we we know their we know their ties together and this i guess this is why they want to say they're our allies i i don't buy that at all but um we we've had some of that and that has not been part 
I mean, it hasn't really been brought to light, especially by the Mockingbird media for the uh, Israeli, you know, potential involvement in that and the laxed uh, way that um, the, the, the sources, you know, we had Robert Mueller. He was the one who took and the, the, the biggest quote unquote terror attack in our history he takes all the evidence, and instead of laying out in the hangar like they do airplanes and everything else, they ship it off to China. They don't. They don't go through thing. I mean, they don't. They don't go through it in the investigative portion like that. So, yeah, I see how that that works. But ultimately, instead of even blaming Israel mm-hmm. or anybody else, we need to look at our own governments. That's that's totally, the real yeah, issue. Yeah, yeah, we've got a, a tradition of militarism and war, um, and I, I, as this is a Christian site, Tim. Allow me to quote Jesus. Um, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Amen. Um, um, and, and what does it mean to be a peacemaker in this stone age? I suggest it means seeing through the um, <clears throat> constructed, fabricated events which are meant to create hate and fear. That is what the government wants you to feel. It keeps generating events so that you uh, uh, hate some enemy or, or fear some enemy. And uh, you need to ask yourself, why is the government asking me to hate or fear this country far away? Um, And uh, if we need to have an enemy, if we do, then the enemy is surely whoever is constructing these these events. And and, and we need to, uh, therefore, we need. It behoves us to try and get together and talk with your friends about how these things are being created. And I think in America, you get more of these horrible fictional events than possibly anywhere else um and uh it's unfortunately reality of this 21st century of of, of, um state fabricated terror it's a it's a major art form let's say it's a major art form uh from the sort of powers of darkness uh to uh mislead the people okay all right so when when all of this went down and everything's (laughs) going on um, I, I know that we had this guy who wrote a book. He was a German guy, uh, Udo Ufkoff, I think was the guy's name. And he came out and he said, you know, the CIA had come and they would go into all these countries and they would basically try to control the journalists and get them to lie for them, pay, you know, pay them, bribe them, uh, threaten them, whatever the case may be. Uh, to tell their narrative. And I, I'm assuming the same things happen in England the same way it does here. And they've done those kinds of things. And then not only are they controlling the participants and their patsies or whoever they're going to use, but they're also controlling the narrative because they're controlling the media. They're controlling what the people have. I think the the thing is, and maybe you can speak to this as well from from your research, the thing that undoes them is the very thing they put in place to control people was the Internet, because now you've got just the common man who's looking at things like you or like me. Mm-hmm. They look mm-hmm. at things and they start pointing out, OK, wait a minute, something doesn't seem right. And you start asking questions about what you're being uh-huh. told. Uh-huh. And I think that's their undoing is when yeah, people think so. critically yeah. think they start looking and they don't just uh-huh. go because I can tell you when it. I, when 9-11 first happened, I looked at it and I said, and as soon as I heard there was a second plane, that hit, I, I was kind of thinking it when the first one hit and I didn't even hear the news. Somebody just told me. And then when they said a second, I said, OK, there's something going on here. And of course, you know, from the first, I, I bought the story of what they're saying. I'm like, OK, well, this makes sense. You guys are sticking your nose in other countries that you shouldn't be sticking your nose in in the first place. I can see why. They, and then as you start to think through what these guys had to do, I mean, the guy having to fly that plane after he'd been flying a Cessna, that big old plane, he has to do that dive and go in. It's just like, okay, I'm not buying that. There's something else no, that's going right. on here. Yeah, yeah. So are they control? Uh, do you think they're controlling things there? Do you do you have like a, a Mockingbird Media form from MI6 over there? Well, like it, the, it's, uh, I mean, papers in this country are just not worth reading anymore because they all have the same story. They're, they're no d- dissidents. Um, you never get, I mean, for example, we're all, the whole of Europe is now prepping up for a totally mad war against Russia, the maddest possible thing you can possibly try to imagine. There's no dissident voices in this country. Um, there's no media that are anti-war or say, look, this is completely pointless. Why can't we be friends with Russia? Uh, or, or, or is this Ukraine war really necessary? Why, why is NATO doing all that? 
there's no anti-war movement in in this country, uh, and uh, it's uh, it, it's frighteningly unanimous, as if it's all somehow controlled. That's that's the alarming thing, and it's a feature of this 21st century that intelligent debate happens on the web and not in the printed media. Uh, except just for the one that you mentioned earlier, the, the, the light paper, right? That's a very good paper uh, in this country. But uh, otherwise, generally, all the constructive discussion, honest, honest discussion happens on, on the web. Uh, and even though, you know, videos get, get deleted. But um, uh, I mean, for the whole development of how I came to write that book, right? There was our 9-11 Truth Group, which was a very exciting group to be part of. And then there was a 7-7 some sort of seven seven truth group that developed uh, and uh, I, I mean it was that, that's how I came to do the book listening to what all these guys were saying uh, and uh, the the websites where it was all discussed for example me discovering that that train didn't run the 740 train there was no such train uh, and, and therefore the lads from Leeds did not get on that train and that's why they're all late um, that was discussed on on the way on the websites which has since been hacked to bits and gone, but uh, it, it, it was all uh, all the insightful, honest discussion. I mean, going back to nine eleven, I, I personally I'm fascinated by all the little details about what plane went where and what 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 could passengers yeah. really get onto, yeah. you know, and what was that passport that fluttered down on Vesey Street? It was made out of Thor's details. hammer. <laughs> well, yeah. I love I love all those little details that nerdy, um, you know, nine eleven's bl bl blog about. Uh, and um th that is that is not on the, in the print in the in, in the printed media it just won't go there you get this mind-numbing story about oh they hurt our freedoms you know 19 hijackers of whom eight turn out to be still alive afterwards um th that is all the people get uh, and uh so what has happened to, to our media that is um just uh, and sales are plummeting in newspapers that they're, they're all sinking down in sales because Basically, they're not worth reading. They've got a standardised, fixed narrative, uh, and uh, so that is part of the the, the, the the doom. I expect it's. I don't know if it's the same in America, but um, there's no papers here that are worth reading. You know. Yeah, in large measure, that's the case here. Now, you get some websites where you got some guys who are presenting information, and um, and I, I really. You know, I, many of them I don't know personally. I haven't talked to. Maybe some of them I've had some interaction with mm -hmm. on email or something like that. But they do go and they do try to to not just theorize about something. They may have a theory, but then they go and they try to pull forth the evidence to show that their theory holds some water to it. And uh, I've seen several of these guys do 9-11 documentaries. And some of the things they pull out is just kind of like, okay, I'm not buying that, but this other stuff that you got is pretty good. And all men yeah. are like that. I mean, we see that. I, I make that with police. You know, you were talking about you're considered a conspiracy theorist by some. Well, every policeman, every detective is a conspiracy theorist because when he walks into yeah. a room, he has to look at the evidence and he has to form an understanding of what happens and yeah. of course, I guess if you're dealing with a single person, it shouldn't be called a conspiracy theory. But as soon as he finds out, well, wait a minute, this looks like there's more than one person involved. That in and of itself, by definition, is a conspiracy. And so there's no okay, doubt yeah, right, what happened right. there at 7-7, seven, seven, what happened in 9-11. There was a conspiracy. There were more than two people involved to yeah. orchestrate what was going on. I think that should be abundantly clear to people. The question yeah. is, when are the people, I mean, some of these guys... Uh, may even already be out of the picture. They they might already be off the off the earth right now. I, I don't know, but it, it ought to be enough for us to question and to demand something not from government, not an investigation from government. That's like, you know, the 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 the, the fox wanting to investigate the, the the chicken house, right? No, right, right. You don't want that. You want independent, outside of government. Uh, totally, investigating yeah, yeah. them on these kinds totally, of things. Totally, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, uh, 9-11, there's a core mysteries about 9-11. Probably none of us will be able to figure out exactly what happened. You know, what did bring the towers down? Well, who knows, you know? What exactly did hit the towers that morning? Well, I wouldn't like to say. It's very hard to say. Um, so there are core mysteries, which is what demoralizes the truth investigators. Uh, I, 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 I mean, some people did die exactly how many died it's quite hard to say 
Um, but uh, the, the primary simple question, let's put let's put it that way, for 9-11 is, um, did the towers collapse because of something that had been prepared within them, or did they collapse because airplanes had hit them? Exactly. Uh, I, I would think that's, I think the human race divides into two on, on that issue of, um, of, of what you think the cause was of, of, of the event, you know, uh, and, and uh, uh, so, you know, we see our, our old truth group was tormented by the question, should we be pursuing all sorts of details of what happened to this or that plane, or should we just call for a government investigation? Should we just point out that the official account cannot, cannot be true, which is, um, from one point of view, that's all, all, all that matters. Um, uh, 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 and and uh, I mean, look at we're now twenty years on. Uh, all that re what really matters is that we were deceived, and some war-making power has taken over, uh, and and wants us to hate a fictional enemy. This is the uh, this is the grand this is the reality. Uh, I often talk about the Star Wars film called Phantom Menace. Um, which is part of the great, that's the second part of the great Lucas uh, classic uh, sequence in which uh, a mock enemy is, is created in order, to, and the purpose, if you remember the, <laughs> remember the Star Wars, is to destroy the democracy and, and uh, install a sort of galactic dictatorship. Yes. And that's, so that's kind of metaphor for what was happening to the world uh, with, with the 9-11 event. I think it's a very good artistic metaphor um, in the way some some power uh, America thought all the neocons were publishing stuff about how uh, it's the American century and the great opportunity for global world domination. Uh, you, you know, America must not tolerate any rival power and so on. Uh, and that was the point of the 9-11 event to project American power uh, with 800 military bases all around the world uh, and justify it and give, give a story uh, the war against terror. The war against terror became the new story. Uh, kind of mad idea. Uh, and uh, the terror events, which we've all been through now, we've all seen them, uh, which, uh, in a sense, they ended in 2017, without going into details. The, the, the big Islamic terror events were supposed to have that aim. Uh, and uh, I, I hope, I say I hope, is where we're living in right now. I hope is that that evil plan for world domination will not be fulfilled uh, and cannot be fulfilled uh, and and if it can be abandoned then we can live peacefully in a multipolar world without one country wanting to dominate others and um and needing to bomb other nations you know yeah one of the things i want to bring up here when you're making mention of war on terror and i i think it needs to be ended just like the the war on drugs i mean I, the, the the very people who are saying we need a war on drugs are the very ones drug running uh, but, you know, God tells us when he was dealing with his people, Israel, this is what he tells us in Leviticus 26. Right. He said, I am the Lord, your God, who brought you forth out of the land of Egypt, that you should not be their bondmen. And I have broken the bands of your yoke. And they were slaves, right? They were controlled and uh -huh. made you go upright. But if you will not hearken unto me and will not do all these commandments that, it, that he gave them, and if ye despise my statutes or if your soul abhors my judgments, so that ye will not do all my commandments, but that ye break my covenant, I also will do this unto you. I will even appoint over you terror. I'll appoint over you terror, consumption, and the burning ague that shall consume the eyes and cause sorrow of heart, and ye shall sow your seed in vain, for your enemies shall eat it. Now, and he goes on with, with judgments that he's pronouncing to them, but here's the thing, Nick, is is we've had that put on us, and I think the UK is the same as the US in this matter. We have abandoned the principles of our foundations. We had um, the attorney uh -huh. Anne on with, uh, with Kate, and she was showing us you guys' history and your constitution, what your kings and queens are supposed to uphold. They're supposed to uphold the law of God. That's what they're supposed to do. They take right. an oath to do that. They haven't right. been doing that. They haven't been bringing justice. We've been allowing pedophiles and thieves and warmongers and corrupt politicians, all of this to be, you know, our representatives, if you will. And we've not brought justice against them. And I really believe this is this is the the way this works. God has not changed. 
he deals with men the same way he's dealt with them in the past. And I think our abandonment of him, the people won't, they won't demand justice. They just, they would rather, they want that safety and security that Franklin spoke about, and they're willing to give up their yeah. liberty for it to, yeah. to, to, in essence, be what God brought the people out of, out of bondage. They, they would rather be in bondage than they would be a free people that upholds the commands, the statutes, and the judgments of God. Right. Uh-huh. Hmm. So uh, I haven't quite got, how would you see that as affecting this um the, the, the fear that is sown here and the wars that started. Yeah, well, I think um, this I think this is part of God's judgment on people to help them see, look, if you're not going to obey me, this is what's going to happen. And uh -huh. the whole light, the, the Bible says that God is known by his judgments. He's known in the earth by his judgments, not by his grace. He says people don't learn from my grace. They learn they learn who I am by my judgments. And so it's it's a it should be a, an instance for people who believe the word of God to go and to share that with friends, to call them to repentance, to turn away from their own lawlessness, mm -hmm. because now, excuse me, we're in such a, 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 a day and age in which people are focused upon themselves. They're committing sins in private. They're committing sins in public. And then they point the finger at their representative and say, you dirty guys up there and see, because they haven't repented, they're not willing to say, Let's bring some justice here because they're committing the same sins as the guys that they're pointing the finger at. And so I, I think that one, the people have to repent. And I think that's why you don't get justice. You get you get a small number of people or maybe a large number of people who will believe the things that, that you have in your book. And they'll say, yeah, OK, I got that information, but they don't know what to do with it. And what's right. to be it's the same thing with the convicts. You guys had millions of people out just like we had some people and they're all around the world. And they're protesting, but they don't know what to do past protesting. And there's got to be a way that we bring these people who have brought this division, who have brought uh -huh. the destruction and the loss of life into our into our countries, and they fomented hate um, for people that we don't even know. Uh -huh. They've done that stuff. We have yet to bring them to justice. And I'm talking about a public uh -huh. demonstration of justice. Lives have been lost. Some lives uh -huh. should be lost in this matter. Uh, for those yeah. who've been engaged in it, and I'm talking about publicly, but yeah. we're scared to do that. We think that's barbaric, but it's not. I mean, yeah, our well, forefathers did very, this stuff. I think, I think it's very terrible the way uh, our, our country seems to think it's okay to um, always wants to start a, a war with people and and, uh, and and bomb other countries. Partly, the justification given is that the media doesn't report it properly. Uh, and people can say they don't know that it's happening. I, I mean, uh, earlier, this, say a few years ago, people in this country didn't see Russia as an enemy. People were quite happy with uh, with friendship with Russia. Uh, and uh, we're now, uh, we've got an unelected prime minister, and he's taking us into war with Russia without consulting the people or the parliament. And um, he's, he knows he's going to lose the next election, so he, he can't win any election at all starting a new war uh, british troops are coming home in body bags and uh so it's a kind of stealthy development of a war without uh, uh, uh asking uh, without asking the people or, or announcing it properly um uh, and uh it's just gradually increasing uh, as if we don't need to be asked do we want yet another war um uh, and um that's what I said. The, this this fabricated terror against Islam ended around. We had a couple of big events uh, around 2017, uh, alleged Muslim terrorists, and, and since then it's suddenly been Russia. I don't know if you follow this, but <clears throat> we had the Scripple event. It was um, allegedly poisoned with Novichok, 2018. Then there was the Navalny event, allegedly poisoned with Novichok, 2020. Uh, and these are basically brewed up by British American intelligence uh, uh, as as stories that came out of fictional narratives and were then projected onto Russia. Uh, and um, I, I think, I mean, what is the source that creates these terrible narratives? Why can't we have a truthful account? Why can't we have truthful ministers who say, "Look, that's not nonsense. It didn't happen." Uh, why are we not allowed? Why is there no debate on the subjects at all? Uh, so 
we're get, people are being fed illusions by the state illusions and i think you, you are in america as well uh, about uh, uh illusions that, that ratify war and i think this is a, a very evil thing um and uh the great question confronting us is can we possibly develop a culture that, that uh doesn't need war or are we inevitably heading for a, a third world war now just because of the the, the macho attitudes of uh you know the, the atlantic alliance well i think nick one of the things that that happens is and we've seen we're seeing this a lot with some of the news that's come out with uh, joe biden and and the bribes and things that have gone on and i think this is not just him uh we had i think it was jack abramoff years ago who said he had like 400 congressmen at any given time to vote any way he wanted. And how did he do that? Well, he schmoozed them. He bribed them. He did all these things, take you to dinner, take you to the Bahamas, where, you know, all these kinds of things that are a form of bribery. And men are either going to serve God in truthfulness Mm -hmm. and honor, or they're going to serve money and riches. That's Jesus said, you can't serve both. So, so I think that's what they do. They do that. They, they threaten people's jobs. Uh, well, if you don't report this, if you don't do that, we had Amber Lyon come out from CNN saying, I did stories. They were, they were, they were, you know, tanking them, throwing them in the trash, file 13, and they wouldn't put them out. So in essence, you know, she left. So, so, sorry, just, just say that again. I didn't quite catch that. Uh, Amber Lyon, Amber Lyon at uh, CNN, uh, she had said years ago that she left because she was doing stories and then they would edit them so bad that they didn't resemble the, the right thing or they wouldn't even air them. And she oh. recognized what they were doing, that they were they were picking and choosing what they wanted to feed the people. And obviously there's something behind it. And of course, with the con bids, when you've got 30 or 40 percent of your advertising going on through the Mockingbird media, well, then you're not going to bite the hand that feeds you and say, hey, wait a minute. These shots are killing people. They're injuring people and stuff. I think it's the same thing with with this with these terror attacks, uh, alleged terror attacks. And by the way, Bradley points this out. The Oxford English Dictionary uh, refers to terror or to terrorism as uh, this suppression by the state. These attacks right. by the state. Right. It's not it's not an individual per se. It's it's by the state itself. Hmm. Right. Well, as you just mentioned briefly, COVID, without going details, this was a fabricated event, wasn't it? I mean, if they hadn't said oh, it, absolutely. nobody would know Nobody would know there was an epidemic at all. Nobody would have noticed it, would they? Uh, you just have thought, oh, she's got pneumonia or a bit of flu. Uh, a, a, a terrific development of a totally prefabricated narrative uh, was was cast cast upon the world uh, for something that, uh, I mean, whether a COVID virus existed at all, nobody would have noticed that, that any Ill, any different illness was happening or that there was any distinctive COVID-19 illness if if the government hadn't rammed it all down our throats, would they? That, that's right. That's right. Now, let me ask you this. Let's get an update here because you've got some updates in your book. What happened from these inquiries and these hearings uh, that, that were that were conducted? Was there, yeah, there were lots did of anybody, inquiries. Did anybody afterwards. bring up any questions like you brought up and some of the stuff that were in there? No, no. That's the amazing thing. All the inquiries, the government was told, oh, we must have an inquiry. Um they didn't draw any conclusions. They, they interviewed loads of people um, uh, and heard loads of evidence, but th- there, was no, there was no intelligent panel that drew any conclusions. It was a kind of um, j- just a passive listening. For example, excruciating accounts from survivors who were trapped underground uh, on the train blast. People lost feet and ankles, blown off, legs damaged, because the explosion came from below the explosion came from possibly underneath the carriages and the the metal of the carriage floor was turned upwards um and uh rather than heads and there was no central location where a bomb blast went off where the terrorists are supposed to be sitting you know but there, there was no conclusion drawn from all these people having feet and ankles damaged or blown off uh it was just a pretty obvious thing that just had to be hushed up uh, and uh, so that was a quite um, so the the long inquiries we had didn't really draw any conclusions. It was just us lot, us lot listening. The Seven Seven Truth Group. We wrote up accounts of what was revealed, which was um, kind of very astonishing. 
for example, that there'd been no postmortems, right? The 52 bodies dead, no postmortems. Um, what what the hell is going on there? If there's a mystery death, or aren't you supposed to do a postmortem? So so the cause of death wasn't ascertained, which is uh, exceedingly suspicious and indicates that the government has something to hide. Uh, uh, um, and then uh, what was the explosive use? That was, uh, I think that's a key thing in these government fabricated events. They have these clueless looking terrorists, Islam, who uh, know nothing about chemistry and they're supposed to, uh, they ask an expert what blew this up and the expert gives some evidence of some high powered explosive, right? It was called C4, some sort of plastics explosive that was probably really was put on, on the train lines to blow up the trains. And then you've got the problem that obviously these guys they're trying to point the finger at couldn't have made that stuff. Where could they have got it? So then they changed their mind and they've got something called TATP, which you mix together hydrogen peroxide and acetone and sulfuric acid. Uh, and again, it wasn't terribly credible that the terrorists, alleged lads, were able to make that stuff. Without, did they have a fridge or a fume cupboard or whatever? It needs a laboratory to make all that, right? And also that explosive doesn't burn. It doesn't have a... Uh, um, it, it just... Um, you, you, you don't see sparks or a fire. It's just, just a pressure wave. Anyway, finally, they got the their final answer was um, hydrogen peroxide and um, I think black pepper and flour, something like that. Something totally absurd. What? Well, that, was some, that, that was their final version wow. of what blew up, right? Wow. Uh, and uh, it's always hydrogen peroxide. They always, if they want to incriminate some poor Muslim, they'll find a bottle of hydrogen peroxide in his um, garden shed or something, you know. Is this um, and now? Is this why they want to test our drinks and everything else before people get on the planes? Because ultimately, that's yeah, yes, yeah, it is. It was, that's, yeah. The, that's the, the issue of where all this goes, right, Nick? Is they want to control the people? It's not so much of they want to have foreign wars, but they want to control the people. They want to keep them in a state of fear so that they can control them and so that they don't, you know, yeah. rebel back against what's going yeah, on. Yeah, right. As you mentioned, um, uh, on planes a year after two thousand six. We had the big, terrific hoax of a mid-Atlantic plot to blow up a whole lot of aeroplanes based on binary munitions. I don't know if you, you get the story at all, but enormous, enormous hassle and hold-up in airports in Britain based on allegation, which had come from the Puzzle Palace, NSA Puzzle Palace in America. Their, their big computer picks up some telephone conversations in Pakistan or something, uh, and, and they arrested a load of people uh, in, and they said they might have been intending to blow up some aeroplanes. They hadn't actually made any of these bombs, right? Binary munitions. I don't know if you've got to hear them. There's something in, in movies. You, you put together two different ingredients and they make a terrible explosive. Yeah. Um, they it's don't Ma actually exist. It's uh, MacGyver. Actually... Sorry? MacGyver. <laughs> All right. Anyway, they don't actually exist. You, you can't actually do that, right? But it's just a... A, a movie story so allegation of binary munitions uh, and they're going to go into the toilet of the plane uh, and and do this dreadful thing and blow up the planes in the middle of the atlantic uh, and uh th that caused enormous in, in, enormous hold up of plane flights and and so on uh, and uh and people were put in jail on the grounds of something they might have been intending to do jail for many years um uh, and so so that was um what you might call a, a phantom terror event in the sense that nothing actually happened. Gotcha. It was a, it was a, a, a alleged intention. Um, so, so, so those events can also happen and, mm. and obviously Muslims get blamed. Nick, you know? can, can you hang over with us for a little bit? I got to close out the show. Can you hang over for a couple of minutes? Sure. Yeah. I, I want to ask you a little bit more. This is a uh, Nick's book, Terror on the Two: Behind the Veil of Seven Seven and Investigation. You can pick this up at Amazon or other places. Also, check out his websites, TerrorOnTheTube.co.uk. Also, he's got a blog that's Let's Keep Talking. Home. Blog, and then also check out the Light Paper, the Lightpaper.co.uk. And uh, Nick's going to hang on with us, so you can catch us over there on beforeitsnews.com, sonsoflibertymedia.com, or Rumble at Sons of, uh, Sons of Liberty Radio Live. Bradley will be with you at 3. 
Lord willing, I'm going to be back with you in the morning. Kate Shimerani, 8 a.m. Don't miss it. See you. Okay, I want to welcome everybody coming over from Red State Talk Radio. And, uh, you know, Nick, one of the things that I, that I want to ask here is, you know, we, we, we bring together information, 9-11, mm-hmm. 7-7, all this kind of stuff, uh, Boston bombing, all these shootings come up and all this information is passed around. But again, the one thing missing from all of them is justice. That's justice, the one yeah, thing yeah. missing. Yeah. And yeah. and real justice is not a prison cell because a prison cell and I explain this to people many times when you when a person goes to prison the victims and their families and people who aren't even associated with it end up paying for it. They're the ones paying to keep that guy up. Three hots in a cot. Whereas a biblical justice says if you've if you've done one of about a dozen things that are considered capital crimes the community itself, once you're found guilty, you're given a due process, but once you're found guilty, you are put to death out in the open. Wow. So everybody sees it, yeah. and God says you're putting the evil away from you, number one, and two, it's to teach others the fear of the Lord, to put the fear of God and everybody else, that if you do what this person did, this is going to be your end, too. And everybody says, uh-huh. oh, well, you would just have this bloody massacre. No, you do it to one or two out in the open, and everybody will get the, the, the message. But what do we present now? We present now, no, you just put them in jail, and they'll be okay. And then when they get out, they commit the same crimes. That they, they, uh-huh. In fact, sometimes they do worse crimes. And so, uh-huh. and, and I realize there are some people who are changed in jail. Maybe they're converted to Christ or something like this. But, mm-hmm. but in large measure... They, they go in there with other criminals to learn how to commit other crimes. I mean, that, let's be honest about what that is. So what is the push beyond just the information? I mean, there has to be a, an outcry from the people to yeah, where well, they demand the justice. justice. Yeah. Well, the tr- trouble is, how can justice be used against the, the head of state or, or what I might call the hidden hand that's doing this? I um, mean, you mentioned the Boston Marathon. Uh that is a trivially important American event in 2012, wasn't it? Um, yes. In which, in which no, nobody died. Uh, so it was a fabricated. The only people who die are the alleged terrorists, the, the, the Patsies, two uh, very, very fascinating, admirable young men. Um, m- m- I think Muslims. One was a philosophy student, uh, and uh, that th- I think what one or both of them are killed, aren't they? Uh, and and uh, that is that was just just a drill a drill that went live that's all it was uh and, and with, with fake blood and stuff and uh, as you say we need justice uh, and uh instead you get a system that uh pretends to be trying these two patsies and w- w- the patsies in fabrica are not allowed to give their point of view that's the one thing that cannot ever happen you cannot ever ask their opinion of what they thought was, was going on they get silenced either put in jail forever or or shot dead uh, and uh so so we we, we don't get the, the the justice in the case of 77 the lads were literally killed um and and uh, uh that that is the anguished question of of uh justice i mean i'll say for example dick cheney and president bush um were complicit in the 9 event but we can't really hope to put them in any sort of justice system. Um, so that is the terrible reality. And likewise, Tony Blair, arch criminal, and is prime minister of this country, uh, obviously not only started the Iraq war, but um, uh, knew exactly what's happening with the 7-7 event. Uh, wh- wh- why can these people, these, can these people ever be brought to justice? No, he's just a multi-billionaire and swans around and um, now advises the Labour Party. Uh, so, so what has gone wrong with our society that these arch criminals can get to the top uh, and, and not not be judged and not ha- not meet any justice? Yeah, well, we know Daddy Bush has already met his justice uh, uh, as he's gone to the judge himself, and I'm sure he's rewarded him accordingly. Now, let me ask you this. You meant, and I'm gonna, this will be the last question, then I'm going to give you a final uh, comment on things. But what gets me is... Um, you were talking about them using this to foment hate and division and things of this nature. And we talked about that here. I remember this young soldier over there in England who was almost practically beheaded in the street. You remember that guy, uh, Lee Rigby, I think. Drummer Lee Rigby, yeah. Yeah. So 
you, you've got stuff like that. Do you think that's the result of this hatred that's being stirred up? Or do you perceive that there's something else that was going on with that? That was a, a very much fabricated event. Whether there's a real character drama, is open the question. By the way, I must say, I've got a total review of European fabricated events, the whole sequence uh, of, of, I don't know if American readers are, are interested, but uh, that's a, a major six. And Drummer Lee Rigby was, was part of that. It really moved the British people of this drummer allegedly beheaded and hacked to bits in a street just next to an army barracks. Uh, and uh, you have to go into close focus looking at the whole thing. Where, for example, there was no blood left and what was in the, in the left and middle of the street was just a, some plastic dummy. It wasn't a real body. Uh, and, and and so on, and see how you've got actors turning up instead of the real police, and the whole road is fenced off beforehand, preparing for a theatrical event. Um, uh, 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 and uh, so th th that was a, a major event, it had a deep effect on, on the British people. Um, so a <clears throat> mocked up army guy, a drummer, you couldn't find his records in any army narrative or army list of drum call drum calls or anything uh so exactly who he was or what way he existed was very hard to fathom i've tried quite hard and um <clears throat> i think identities can be fabricated that is the that is part of the world where we live in when <clears throat> when when people want uh need somebody to die like that uh, it can it can be fabricated i'm not clear to what extent he, he did may have existed I think that's rather cryptic, but um, that is part of the big sequence of, of terror events that this government constructed. Yeah. Wow. Wow. I was not even aware of that. I mean, I remember when it happened, but I was not aware of all of these intricacies of this guy, uh, possible fabrication of, of, of a name. But then there was a part of me that said, mm, I kind of wonder what was going on because the guy stayed around who allegedly, you know, does the killing. He's just kind of standing there with his hands bloody and he's kind of giving an interview to somebody who's filming it. And the person isn't even frightened of him. That's yeah, the, and, and while, while he's doing that, a lady walks past with yeah. a fucking bag, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, and uh, he's waving an axe, apparently apparently loads of blood on it. I don't know if you remember that. Uh, he's allegedly, uh, and sometimes as he's waving his axe, the, the blood comes off the axe. Did you ah, that? okay. That, 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 so it's a put on, it's a put on job, um, and uh, as you say, they just hang around. They're both known to MI5. Pretty well, always iron rule with these events is that the guy, people, people as terrorists are known to the authorities, are known to MI5 or MI6 beforehand. That is, you pretty well always get that that they're somehow uh, operatives or something to do with the intelligence services. Uh, and that certainly was the case with those lads convicted of the drama Rigby event. Yeah. Okay. All right. Here's what I want to do, Nick. Let me give you the final word here. And uh, if you want to wrap things up and you want to exhort the audience, what's, you know, you, you I'm, I, we, I know we have some people from England who listen and around the world, but mostly our, our audience is American. And yeah. I think the things that you're talking about, even though they're not events that happen in our country, we can learn something from them of how of how governments work uh, against their people to terrorize their people into some yeah. kind of compliance, giving up their liberties, all these kinds of things. Would you yeah. give a final exhortation to the audience here? Sure, Tim. Yeah. Only the power of truth can save us now. That's what we, we've got to uh, behave ourselves to find out what really happened in these uh, events. And I urge you to form a, a group. Don't think you can figure it all out by yourself. It's, it's too difficult. You just get into despair. Uh, put, knock it around with your friends. Uh, what do you think really happened? Um, and uh, why is the government giving us this sudden war propaganda or something terribly evil about a foreign country whereby we have to fight, fight against them? Knock it around and, uh, and, and, and try and find out uh, amongst yourselves, what what you think really happened, and then what, what, why is it that they're giving us this hate narrative constantly from America? We get uh, who, who is who is to be demonised, who needs to be bombed, <clears throat> it just doesn't stop. Uh, and uh, we need perhaps a more feminist culture in which the voice of women are heard more, uh, in which empathy and sympathy are used more than aggression and, and machismo. 
uh, and uh, try to envisage your culture, possibly America. Listen to the the, the wise elders you've got, the Native Americans, <coughs> and <coughs> hear their voice about why the war is not necessary. Amen. Amen. Now, that's that's a good word, Nick. Uh, if you'll hang on, I'll say goodbye to you off air. Let me read one little passage here. I read this. I, I read this to you guys about uh, the convids. Everybody putting their trust in the sorcerers and the the sorceries that they're performing uh, with their drugs and things. But it also applies in this case, too, because this is this is a part of what the text says. This is Psalm chapter 91. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the... Remember what he said he was going to point over the people if they wouldn't obey him? For the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. A thousand shall fall at thy side and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked, because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation. And one of the things, guys, if you didn't get to see where I gave the stories, even from our own history in the United States, of soldiers who would carry this text with them, and some of the amazing stories they had when they would read this text in desperate moments and just miraculous things would happen. Uh, I'll, I'll see if I can look that up and have that in the archives. Otherwise, thank you, Nick, for coming on with us, spending some extra time. Guys, catch Bradley at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central, sonsofLibertyMedia.com. And then we'll be back with you in the morning, 8 a.m., bright and early with Kate Shimarani. Talk to you then. See ya.